0: This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking.
1: Your hosts for this podcast are Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley. Robbie is pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church, as well as professor of apologetics,
0: worldview, and ethics at Mission Bible Institute. He is a graduate of Phoenix Seminary,
1: as well as a graduate of the Master's in Christian Apologetics Program at Biola University. Tyler is currently earning his undergraduate degree in theology at Grand Canyon University
0: and currently serves as an apologetics intern at Desert Springs Community Church. Hi, welcome to Christ Culture and Coffee. I am Robbie Lashua. And I'm here with...
1: Tyler Hurley.
0: That's right. Yep. Thanks for being with us today. Um, Today we want to respond and talk a little bit about um, Hurricane Florence Mm. and everything that has happened uh, over in the East Coast, especially in North and South Carolina uh, this past week. Um, but before we do that, um, we want to get a couple of uh, kind of commercials out of the way, advertisements. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> uh, one thing we were going to say is uh, obviously, if you guys have been listening, we've been giving away mugs mm-hmm. to those who've been sending us coffee tips that we think are good and also coffee tips that we haven't used on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like a mug yourself, please send us a tip uh, and then you can have one as well. But that's the only way you get one, yep. by sending us a tip. Yep. People have been asking,
0: how can I get my hands on one of those? Can I buy one? And we say, no, (laughs) you have to send us a good coffee tip that we'll use that we haven't used in the past. And uh, that's how you can get a free mug.
1: Yes, exactly. So please do that if you want to get a mug. And also, um, uh, if you do have a mug or or when yours comes in, if you already won one... uh, Go ahead and share yourself with a picture with the mug on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media app you're using nowadays. And um, go ahead and share our podcast, attach Mm -hmm. us to it, tag us in your photo. Uh, Let us know if you're enjoying the mug that we sent you. And uh, also, if um, you just like our podcast in general, please go ahead and uh, give us a review on iTunes, Uh, only if it's good. (laughs) <laughs> um, no bad reviews. Um, just kidding. If you hate us, please tell us. Yeah, that's good. We'd like to know. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but basically, uh, yeah, please go ahead and share a podcast. Uh, spread the word around if you like it, and, uh, it'd be super helpful for us. So, yeah. Yeah. If
0: you rate us on iTunes, it really <coughs> boosts our, um, our our footprint basically, and more people can see our podcast and uh, hopefully listen and be equipped uh, to know truth and to be able to defend their truth. So yes. one last thing I wanted to uh, invite you all, uh, if you're in the Phoenix area, please come out to the Deep Faith Apologetics Conference that we're having on October 20th. Tickets are $20, you can buy them online, you can buy them at the door, but you get an eight hour long apologetics conference and we're gonna be dealing with cults. So we're gonna be talking about Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Um, Wiccan, Paganism, Scientology, all of that kind of stuff. It's going to be a really great conference, and we would love for you to join us. Uh, In addition to the eight hours of of good content and good teaching you'll get, um, we're also having free Chick-fil-A lunch. So 20 bucks to get you an all-day concert, or concert, all-day conference. (laughs) Um, You can hang out with me and Tyler. We're actually going to have a booth there for... for the Christ Culture and Coffee podcast, um, but you also get a Chick-fil-A lunch. So there's not a better deal in town, October 20th. If you're not busy, please come on down to New Life Community Church in Scottsdale. That's where we'll be at. Yes. Um, in the in the show notes, I'll put the link to uh, the the conference website, but it's deepfaithapologetics.com, all one mm-hmm. word, obviously. Um, but you can go there, you can buy tickets and learn more about it. We would love to have you join us and to bring some of your friends along
1: with you. Yes, please. That'd yes, awesome. please.
0: So Christ Culture and Coffee, we always start with a coffee tip and we have been flooded in our inboxes with coffee tips from people and we've received some really good ones. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's good. kind of – yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. So today's coffee mug winner – ready for this, Tyler? I'm ready for it. All right. Today's coffee mug winner is named Doug. Doug, Doug, thank you. Yep, Doug, thanks for sending in your coffee tip to us. Congratulations, Doug. And here is his tip. Doug says that you should put butter in your coffee. Now, I know a lot of people have put milk and creamer and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but butter is supposed to go in. He said if you put a, a tablespoon of butter... And a tablespoon of coconut oil in a cup of coffee, it makes a really delicious beverage and you can froth it up. He says, throw it in a blender, throw it in a bullet, and uh, blend it. And it makes kind of like a cappuccino consistency, uh, frothy, creamy drink. And uh, the reason for this isn't just as a milk substitute, um, but it also gives you kind of heightened alertness. Um, and I, I've actually – he's right. I've done this. I did this for a long time. Uh, it's called uh, Bulletproof Coffee. And it does give you kind of a heightened awareness. That's cool. Yeah. And, and additionally, it, it suppresses your appetite a little bit. So you can use it as a breakfast substitute substitute. Um, and you won't have as many cravings. Um, you know, by, by 10 30 AM, you won't be starving and have to go eat something. Um, it really is a unique, uh, kind of thing when you fill your body with fat, uh, right early in the morning, it helps suppresses your appetite, uh, later in the morning. So, and it, and honestly, dude, it tastes pretty good.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm interested in trying it. Cause to be honest, I've always like I mean, in my head, I would think that the idea of, a uh, butter mixed with coffee just doesn't sound like a good combo initially, mm-hmm. but it's uh, like now the more that I'm thinking about it, I want to try it out and see what it tastes you gotta like.
0: You got to try it, dude. Well, and, uh... Use good butter. Like don't don't throw margarine. Oh please. yeah, don't you need to have some real butter. Yeah, some like not grass the, f- I can't believe fed. it's not butter. Butter. No, <laughs> no, no. Believe it and get butter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good with grass fed um, butter, like gold butter or something like that, dude. It's 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 delicious. I mm, love nice. I love doing that. So well, Doug. Thanks so much for that coffee tip. Uh, we'll be uh, mailing you out a mug
1: yes, shortly. You're gonna and get then that. you can
0: be throwing butter in a Christ culture and coffee mug. Oh, be cool, tasty. Yeah. Bulletproof coffee and the most exquisite
1: mug you've ever owned. And share a picture on Instagram with it or something. Yeah, please. Share a
0: picture of you making bulletproof coffee and putting it in your Christ Culture and coffee mug. That would be sweet. Yeah. Cool. Well, today's topic uh, is going to be um, where did natural evil come from? Uh, in light of uh, Hurricane Florence mm-hmm. that's that's been wrecking the East Coast this last week, uh, we want to talk a little bit about that. And um, whenever these things happen, people always ask, you know, why does God let that happen? Where was God in this? Why would God um, uh, create the hurricane and, and cause so many problems for people? And I was just looking at some statistics uh, currently um, – At least 37 people have died in storm-related incidents uh, with Hurricane Florence, Uh, 27 in North Carolina, eight in South Carolina, and two in Virginia. And that is just devastating, right? Mm. Um, You can look at that and you can think, oh man, that's not too many, Um, but man, 37 people and 37 families affected um, that is a devastating loss in light of this storm that's occurred. Yeah. So where was God in it? Why did He allow that? What you know? What's going on with that? And additionally, it's not just the deaths that occurred, but uh, all of the people that have been misplaced. Right. All mm-hmm. the people who had to leave their homes. All the people who are living with friends and relatives are in high school gymnasiums uh, and are displaced, and all of the property ruined, and you know, on and on and on. Um, this is a devastating uh, natural. Disaster. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. It is. So the question becomes, and and I've heard a lot of people um, argue this with me. Is where's God in this? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you said your God created the world and it was good. This doesn't seem very good, right? And that, so what do you say to that? How do we how do we move into that type of a thing? Uh, so today we want to we want to look at uh, scriptures. We want to think through where did natural evil come from, and uh, what is God doing? By allowing it? What, what is going on here? And so I want to share a couple of things with you first. Um, there are four types of uh, – well, there's, there's two types of evil. When we're talking about bad things, there's, there's moral evil
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's natural evil. Uh, moral evil is, is stuff we as humans do to each other, right? Stealing, murder, adultery, uh, lust, lying. Like it's, it's me as a free moral agent choosing to do something bad to you right? Mm -hmm. That is a moral evil. Um, But then there's also natural evil, natural evil. And that's where Hurricane Florence would fall. Uh, Within natural evil, there's actually four different types of natural evil that occur. And I just want to go through these a little bit before uh, we move on to um, answering kind of why God allows it. So the first type of natural evil are, are basically evils that we can attribute somewhat to human agency, right? Mm-hmm. So um, like a forest fire that was started by a human being, right? Um, that is, is uh, moral agency and then kind of nature uh, allows it to continue. But yeah. it was started yeah. by a free moral agent. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another another uh, way to think about that type of evil would be like um, – Certain birth defects, like fetal alcohol syndrome, right? A mother drinks alcohol excessively while she's uh, pregnant, and that will harm her baby. She mm. chose to do it, or or people who do drugs while they're pregnant that damages the child, right? Yeah,
1: but it, it, yeah, in some way, it still has influence of something else. But it's like it's still a natural evil because that's just not that's what's going to happen through the process of.
0: Yes. It's like, a, it's like, an, it's like an, um, because you make a poor decision,
1: yeah. there's
0: a natural consequence that plays out from
1: it. Yeah, that's good clarification. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So that's a type of natural evil. Uh, the second type of natural evil is what we would call disorders that, that come about from genetic malfunction. Mm-hmm. So these don't happen because a parent makes a bad choice. Um, but it just happens because we live in a world where natural evil occurs. So you'd think, you know, a child born blind. Mm -hmm. or a child born without limbs, or mental handicaps, or misshapen limbs, and things like that. Uh, Those don't happen because the parents made a bad choice. Those things happen because natural evil happens, Mm -hmm. right? And there's birth defects. Um, Jesus actually speaks to this, which is really interesting. Uh, In John 9, 1 through 3, uh, it says, uh, And he passed by, and he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he'd be born b- blind? And Jesus answered, it was neither that man or his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. So think about that. Like the disciples are saying, who screwed up? This guy or was it his parents and God's getting back at them? Uh, and Jesus yeah. says, that's not how God works. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's not because of either of their sin. right? Mm-hmm. Did those people
1: have sin, though? Oh, of course.
0: Of course they had yeah. sin, yeah. But it wasn't because of their sin that this guy was struck. Like, like it's not a
1: punishment. It's that's, not that's a punishment. That's the idea of it. No.
0: Um, these types of things just happen. And Jesus alludes to that God allows it, actually. He mm-hmm. said it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. It's so that God can work all things together for the good of those who love him, Right. Yeah, so it's interesting. So he's allowing it for a purpose, which is really interesting. So that's that's a second kind of natural evil, uh, things that happen as a result of 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 uh, natural uh, consequences, uh, genetic malfunction. The third type of natural evil, or what we would just call natural disasters,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And that would be um, uh, disasters that weren't produced by free agents, such as Forest fires started by lightning or Hurricane Florence, floods, yeah, droughts, earthquakes. Category. Yeah, all of those types of things. It's not like I made a decision and then an earthquake formed because <laughs> I made a bad choice. You know, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. – that's not equated. So that's that's the third type of of natural evil. And then the fourth type are what we would call diseases that result from bacteria or virus. Mm-hmm. So not genetic malfunction, but bacteria or virus. So cancer, leukemia, the flu, the bubonic plague, you know, whatever. Uh, every time you get the flu, Tyler, or a cold, right, it's because of natural evil <laughs> existing. Yeah. Um, and it's attacking you. So with, with that in mind, with moral evil, natural evil, and then the four categories of natural evil, let me, let me recap the four categories of natural evil. There's evils attributed to human agency, like fetal alcohol syndrome, Mm -hmm. disorders caused by genetic malfunction, um, like people being born blind or with misshapen limbs, Uh, natural disasters that weren't produced by humans, like forest fires caused by lightning or earthquakes or hurricanes. And then the fourth one is diseases that result from bacteria or virus, like cancer, the flu, uh, and leukemia. So with that in mind, we've got to ask, where did these things come from? Where did this type of natural evil occur? How how does is God just is God making hurricanes? Is he up there uh, excited about inflicting pain on people, right? That seems horrible. I don't mm, think yeah. God describes himself like that. And so where have these things come from? And obviously we got to go all the way back to the beginning to Genesis chapter 3, right? Yes. So, Uh, What happens in in Genesis chapter 3? You got a little bit on that, just the gist of of the fall.
1: Yeah, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, Yeah, and um, in Genesis chapter 3, 16 through 19, we actually can see this instance of where uh, um, basically – uh, God gives the cur- uh, describes the curse that comes onto mankind from the act of their sin
0: yeah because it so, shows to disobey God
1: yes exactly because yep. that that's what happened it, um everyone was created in perfection yep. uh everything was created in perfection S-
0: so before the fall probably no hurricanes no no
1: none. cancer no cancer no death no disease okay. there was nothing before before the fall like that mm-hmm. um and so that's what happened when uh um when Adam and Eve chose to sin it's that by directly disobeying God, they messed up the natural order of how things were meant to be.
0: Yes. And that that's a – Tyler, that's a great way to put it. Um, yeah.
1: They, they,
0: they messed up the natural order of the way things were meant to be. Exactly. Because God keeps saying, and it was
1: good, and it was good, and it was good, right? Yeah. And he saw that all he created was very good. And I think that's the thing that people get confused about this a lot. They think um, – you. You might think that it's just because God is adding this out of punishment. Mm -hmm. But truthfully, it's that we put this on ourselves by messing up the natural order. Like we we brought this on ourselves. That's the thing that a lot of people, I think, uh, kind of misunderstand when it comes to this
0: yeah uh, and, and people have a people have an easy time seeing okay i brought moral evil on mm-hmm. myself like i make stupid choices i mean to other people but that has nothing to do with a hurricane right that yeah has nothing of course to do not. with, a, with a two-year-old getting leukemia so so then they jump to the conclusion that god must be inflicting punishment on people in that way yeah exactly and can he Well, of course. Sure. Yeah. But I think the Bible explains a uh, more common reason for these types of things happening, right? Because when you Mm -hmm. tell somebody, yeah, God sent Florence to kill people, man, that is a horrible God, right? And and it goes against what he says about wanting to be a life-giving God. Now, does he allow it? Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But does he cause it? And that— That's a totally different question Yeah, there's
1: a big difference between that.
0: Yeah. So when we when we're talking about he created everything good and then you said we messed up the natural order, right? That's because we live in a world that's opened, meaning God can interject and do miracles. Right, it co- the cause and effect universe isn't closed to where he can't do miracles. Yeah. but it's also opened to us being able to have, um, ma- to make choices that have an impact on things. Mm-hmm. And this is an instance where human's choice had huge impact on everything. And it goes back to what 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 did God tell Adam and Eve when they um, were first created? Right, be mm-hmm. fruitful and multiply. And then what did He tell them? Subdue the
1: earth. Yeah, exactly.
0: This is all for you. You're in charge of all of it. You have command over all of it, the animals, the stuff in the sea, everything. This is all for you, and I'm giving it to you, and you're going to rule over this. Yeah, and that was the
1: natural order. That's how things were created to be. That's how it was created to be. And
0: then the fall. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and he comes to them and he says, where are you? And they're hiding from him. And then he, he tells them that a curse now is coming upon them. And so let's go. I think you, you have those verses, right? In Genesis yes, chapter yes. Three?
1: So right. uh, yeah, Genesis three sixteen through 19 uh, describes the curses. It says, uh, this is God speaking. Um, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain, you will bring forth children Yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. And then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree about which I had commanded you, uh, saying, You shall not eat from it. uh, From the tree, uh, cursed is the ground because of you, and toil will you eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face. You will eat bread, till you turn till you t- return to the ground because from it you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return.
0: Okay, so this is a pretty bad yeah. curse, right? Um, let's unpack this a little bit. So the first thing that we see is um is affected is the first blessing that God gives. Right? In Genesis chapter 1, he says Be fruitful and multiply. Have kids. Make image bearers of yourselves like I've made image bearers of you. That's the very first thing he tells Eve is getting corrupted now. You're going to have pain in childbirth, right? Mm -hmm. So that first blessing now becomes painful. It's it's affected because of bad decisions, because of the sin that Eve and Adam committed. Um, then Then he turns to Adam and he says something really interesting, Tyler. Cursed is the ground because of you. Mm-hmm. We were created to rule the earth, right? Be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. That's the blessing. That's the first thing we're commanded to do. Yeah. So that's the first thing that we see is really affected is is what our purpose was here on earth. And so childbearing is now affected. Um, and the ruling over the earth is now affected because it's not going to be easy to till the ground. It's going to produce thorns and thistles. So what what you see going on here is the earth is now fighting against us, right? Mm -hmm. It's making it harder on us to do what we were created to do. Um, I think that that's that's interesting. Uh, Instead of subduing the earth and ruling over it, it now starts to rule over us so much to the point that Instead of us ruling the world or ruling the earth, the earth turns us back into dust.
1: Mm, yeah. Isn't that
0: interesting? It, it, it consumes us instead of us ruling over it. And, and this is an aspect of where natural evil came from. Um, it's really clear in Hebrew. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. And when you look at these words used, God is making a clear connection between Adam and the ground because the word for Adam in Hebrew is Adam, right? That's where we get the word Adam. But the reason he's called that is because you remember when God created him, he created him from the ground, right? Mm -hmm. The ground, the word for ground is Adamah. So you have Adam who's from the Adamah. Mm, Yeah. So because there's a link, because human beings are divine God breath and dirt, we mess up our relationship with God and we messed up our relationship with earth. Do you see that? Yeah. And the earth is cursed because there's a connection between the Adam and the Adama, And so that – I think that that is fascinating. So when you look at the cursing in Genesis um, 1 or Genesis 3, um, natural disasters happen because we broke the world. mm mm-hmm. Human beings, Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they ruined how things were supposed to be. They messed up the order that God had created. That was very good.
1: Yeah. And we, we ruined, broke things. It ruined it. That's the thing. It, it just goes back to what we were saying. Like, it just, this was not the intended design. No. And they – like, like natural disasters like this, even for example, like Florence that we've been talking about, that's a result of this. Yes, That's a result of this curse, of the, the earth being cursed because – of adam's decision
0: yep absolutely yeah. they, they they disrupted the natural order like you said and um now it's all we've ever known right we've mm-hmm. we've always known earthquakes and mudslides and hurricanes and yeah. forest fires and we're used to it but it isn't the way it's supposed to be and, and deep down we know it's not
1: supposed to be well of course that, that's why that's why it's like that's why we mourn when these things happen like because yeah. it's it, it's sad it's terrible like that's it's it's because it's not right, and we know that inwardly. That's why people yep. th- that's why people uh, get so upset over it. That's why it's a, like th- this is a big deal.
0: Yep. And if you look at like even Florence, it's the Earth dictating what people are supposed to do. It's yeah. the Earth now is it's, ruling it's over around. people mm-hmm. versus us ruling over the Earth. That's why animals eat us. Yeah. They were supposed to listen to us and be under our subjection, but we broke the natural order of things with our sin, which brought death and decay, uh, moral evil and natural evil. And so I think it's important. It's easy to jump to blame God when bad things like this happen, but the, the blame actually lies at our feet. Mm. Our species brought this heinous natural evil on ourselves. Yeah. Um, now... I'm glad we're not stuck in that position. It's it's not as if God said, Well, okay, that's your consequence. See ya, and he took off. He he doesn't like natural evil either, right? And and it gets into even he can't do evil, right? God can't do things that go against his character. Yeah. So he can't, um, the Bible tells us he can't lie, you know. He he can't uh, he's not a man that he should lie, it says, that he can't be unfaithful, he can't go back on his promises, right? He can't change. There's a lot of things God can't do. Um, and he, he can't do evil. He can't do sin. And so when people think, oh, God's up there and he's creating hurricanes to, to hurt people, no, he's not. He's a life-giving God. He doesn't bring death, right? Mm-hmm. And so what, what we need to help people understand is that natural evil occurs as a result of our species messing the world up. Yeah. But there's a God out there who loves us so much that he's actually not just redeeming us. But he's redeeming the world, and he's going to fix it to be the way he intended it to be. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of scripture that, that kind of talks uh, about that aspect. Um, you have Romans eighteen or 8, 19 through 22, right? Paul, Paul kind of agrees with our points here about natural evil in that mm-hmm. passage. You want to go ahead and uh, share that with us?
1: Um, so uh, 19 through 22, uh, we have right here, it's, uh, For the anxious longing of creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, and hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now.
0: So you see what he's saying? The world is waiting for things to be fixed because the creation has been subjected to futility, right? Yeah. Not willingly, right? But it's now a slave to corruption, uh, meaning earthquakes and hurricanes happen and bad stuff occurs, natural evil happens. Um, and and he ties it in with the curse because he says that that the earth itself is going through childbirth pain, mm. Just like the woman is, the earth got disrupted and is going through something similar. And so, Paul would agree with us on this idea of natural evil uh, being a result of the curse. But in this passage, he says that creation's waiting for the sons of God to be revealed, right? Because there's coming a day when God is going to redeem all of creation. And I think that that is huge, man. Like,. Uh, Sometimes people think that in the end, you know, we're going to get a brand new earth and God's just going to like burn up this old one. We're going to get a brand new one mm-hmm. and we're going to get a brand new heaven, right? Um, and, and that's not the case at all. Oh, yeah. What, what scripture talks about is the renewed earth, right? Just like he's going to resurrect this body that I'm in, mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a different body. It's my body fixed because if it isn't, it's not me. Yeah, (laughs) and that's the whole idea of resurrection. Like it was Jesus' body; it wasn't a different body. It was the body he had that had holes, right, from the nails in his in his hands and his feet. And so when he he resurrects me, he's going to redeem the broken, messed up body that I have currently. Same with the earth; he's going to fix the broken, messed up earth that we brought on ourselves. Yeah, and
1: it'll go back to the way it was. No more natural disasters. No more um, moral evils. On. Yep.
0: And, and I think it's important because th- that's going to happen because God said he came to destroy the works of the devil, right? Mm. Not the works of God. He's not going to destroy the work of God. He's going to destroy yeah. the works of the devil. And so what this means is that God will not allow Satan to ruin what he had originally made very good. Yes. God won't allow Satan the satisfaction of gaining an inch in corrupting what God had intended. Mm. That's huge, man. Like, I think that excites yeah, that's, me, right? That's, that's a crazy big to think deal. About, that
1: everything is going to be undone by this. It's like, that's, and that's the plan. Satan didn't gain an yeah. inch,
0: dude. He, he didn't gain anything by corrupting. God's going to redeem the whole earth. He's going to redeem all believers, right? Yeah. Um, that is a huge victory and a huge slap in the face to, to the devil. Mm-hmm. That, sorry, your best efforts, everything's undone. Yeah. Everything you tried, I'm undoing, and I'm fixing everything you meant to destroy. That's huge. God is amazing. <laughs> yeah. God's powerful. Um, but we live in between the times, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we exist in a place where there is natural evil, awaiting God to redeem the earth so that death and decay will be no more. I I, I love that. I think that that's just such a cool thing.
1: Yeah. It, it's just awesome. Like I was saying, too, it's uh... – <clears throat> It is crazy to think that um, mankind is responsible for this existence of moral and natural evil, but then Mm -hmm. yet at the same time, God's going to come back and not only redeem them, but also redeem and undo the mistake that we've done.
0: Yes. Yep, because God, yeah. God, he doesn't like the evil that happens to us. He didn't create us, in, he didn't intend us to die, right? Mm. He, he He, intended us to be with him forever, but the, the the, curse broke our relationship with him, and it broke our relationship with the world we were supposed to rule over. And like we said, animals eat us, hurricanes kill us, right? Tornadoes, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Heat stroke, I mean, think about all that stuff. Like, the earth is kind of a dangerous place it is, for yeah. us. It's not something we're telling what to do. Mm. Um, But then you see Jesus come, right? And think about the types of things he did. Number one, moral evil. Did he allow moral evil to infect him? Hmm. No. No. He didn't sin at all. So he lived the way we were intended to. What was Jesus' relationship with
1: nature? He literally commanded it. He told it what to what do. to do. That's yeah. exactly right, man. Yeah, like, like think about it. Think think about it. Like uh, like the probably the best example we have like oh, is when he calms the seas and he yep. directly says stop. in the waters, as they're raging, they just halt.
0: They halt and scares the the fishermen. Yeah, right? <laughs> they say who is this guy? I've never seen <laughs> waves just stop in their tracks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he he controls nature. Mm-hmm. Uh he he tells bread and fish what to do.
1: But you got to think <laughs> about it though. Uh th- I think this is another good example that we see in scripture too. Jesus didn't tell the waves to be thrashing and going crazy and knocking the boat.
0: Yep, exactly. That was a natural uh repercussion. But he, of he allowed our sin. it to
1: happen until the point where he said stop.
0: Yep, stop. And it obeyed. Yep. So yeah. Jesus is is um uh an example of what it looks like to be fully human. Yeah and rule over things. So he rules over, you know, he can multiply bread and fish, <laughs> yeah. which is a part of nature, right? Which mm-hmm. is part of the earth. He, he rules over the waves and the wind, mm. but he also rules over death and decay, right? He raises three people from the dead, right? Lazarus, Jairus' daughter, and the widow's son. Mm-hmm. He raises those three people from the dead showing that death doesn't um, doesn't have power over him. And so, when you, when you look to Jesus, you do see obviously he's saving human beings, but he's also showing us this is what it looks like to rule and subdue the earth. This is yeah. what it looks like to have subjugation over the created order. Uh, and one day, it's going to be fixed back to that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I think that's that, great. <laughs> I think that that's so so cool. Um, yeah, Jesus is. I mean, obviously, he's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> He's, That's he's, cool. He's pretty awesome. Well, and, and the other thing I thought of, Tyler, was um, when God created everything, he doesn't start with human beings, right? Mm-hmm. He starts with creating a perfect place for us in Genesis 1. Yeah, right? and there's order to there's it. There's order to the days of creation, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when everything's just right, when there's air for us to breathe, when there's food for us to eat, when there's land for us to walk on, when there's animals for us to have as pets, right? <laughs> That's when he creates us. He didn't create us before there was food. That's great because that would be a horrible way to create We need food. So everything was ready for us. Then we ruined the world. We broke our relationship with God and with our our job to rule over the world. And and so Jesus came, and it's interesting. Think about what did he begin with to redeem? He starts with the redemption of man, Mm -hmm. right? That redemption is going to play out. Into redeeming the world, right? yeah. He, it's 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 almost like an inversion. Inversion. It's completely inverted. F- completely yeah.
1: flipped around. Completely yeah.
0: flipped around. He starts creating with you know light and dark, and then land and ocean, right, and plants and food, and then us. But with the new birth, the new creation, he starts with us and after he fixes us by regenerating us it's going to play out to where our body gets fixed yeah. right and then all of creation's redeemed and that's what paul's saying and, the the yeah. natural order right the 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 earth is longing for the revealing of the sons of god yeah. cuz that's when the earth's redemption is close after yeah. our bodies get fixed then the earth gets fixed
1: yeah, and it's it just so cool too. Just thinking about the idea that it there's order in what's happening, just mm-hmm. like there was in creation. Because like obviously, like you said, everything had to be in place mm-hmm. when before we came. Now, God obviously can't rebuild the earth uh, and renew it, basically. Uh, with us still here, like he's there's order to this. He's removing, withdrawing us first, mm-hmm. and then coming in and renewing it, and then making it perfect for us to return to.
0: Yeah, and and there, yeah. you're right. He he's an orderly God. Because let's th- let's think about what if he did fix the earth right now? Yeah, not to have natural disasters, not to be cursed, mm-hmm. but he didn't fix
1: us first. Well, we could still. Where We still are causing destruction. We'd
0: sin again. While and, it's yeah. happening. And yeah. the consequence of natural evil would come about again. So it would be a waste of his time right now to redeem the earth before mankind's redeemed. Yeah. So there, there is order to
1: this. Because we're the root of the problem. This. And he knows that. So exactly. he says we need to go. Uh, he's, say, he's literally saying that he needs to go in and completely redo the way that we are, fix us, yep. restore us, and then bring us back to a world that's perfect. Yep, and but it
0: has to start with us otherwise
1: we'll yeah. just put the world into turmoil. Yeah, and again. it just keeps going on the same cycle.
0: Yep, so we need to be redeemed. We need to become sinless. We need to see that choosing to obey God is better than choosing to have our fruit that we want against oh, against what yeah. he said. And that's what he's doing. So he's 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 fixing us first and then after that everything else follows. It's a, yeah, you're right. He's a god of order. Mm. This isn't some like a uh, plan B, right? (laughs) He's not, he's not trying to, oh man, I didn't see that coming. He knew exactly where this was going. He allowed it to happen and he's redeeming it. And so when, when people have talked to me about natural disasters, when, when, in 2006, when Hurricane Katrina happened, you remember in the Gulf coast, Mm -hmm. man, that was horrible. Uh, A lot of people died, a lot of people displaced. Um, And people would ask me, you know, where's God? Like you believe in God. Why would he allow so many people to be harmed and so much property damaged and the emotion that comes from losing your your wedding album right and yeah. and your and your first home and I mean all of that where is he? Um, they they were they were acting as if God inflicted it, you know. He, why would He do this to us? Yeah. Um, but the, but the truth of it is is we we should be asking, why does He love us so much to fix it all? Because yeah. He's in the process yeah. of fixing it all, right? That's
1: another thing too. I think it's also. We tend to forget the fact that we aren't entitled to a perfect world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because we he, we were given one and we messed it up. Yeah, like we we made our bed now sleep in it kind of thing,
1: right? Well, and that's the thing we naturally know that this isn't the way it's supposed to be. People still, even though we should know that this isn't the way that this is supposed to be, we we will get mad in mm-hmm. about about the order of things, about how, how these natural disasters occur, even though we're the ones who inflicted on ourselves. And on top of that, we aren't even worthy of, and it's not worth redeeming for us because we're the mm-hmm. ones who messed it up in the first place. Yeah. We don't so,
0: deserve it. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, and so to even like, think of asking the question, like, where is God in all this? It's it's crazy to think about because uh, I mean I've been guilty of, the, of thinking of that the same thing in natural disasters too before. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is you got to remember uh, we all have to be reminded of the fact that we don't deserve having this redeemed. Yeah, it's, we don't. It's, it's a gift. Yeah,
0: we don't deserve grace, and but we like to blame people other than ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I can't exactly. be the cause of this because this I don't like it. So I'm going to make God the villain when actually we're we're the villain. Yeah. Right. I think it's really interesting. Is uh, the the human species our 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 situation? Tyler is that we are both the protagonist and the victim. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) That is. We've victimized ourselves with our sin. Yeah. It's it's a fascinating um, thing that we are, um, but we don't want to. We don't want to take the responsibility. Mm -hmm. So we we project that onto God, which is unfair. Uh, especially because he's in the process of fixing things. Yeah. So when people say to you, where is God in this? You say, you know, he doesn't like it, and I'll tell you where he was. Um, 2,000 years ago, he sent his son to start the process of fixing this, mm-hmm. and he's offering you the ability to not have to be a slave to sin, which will stop uh, perpetuating the problems, moral evil for sure, and eventually one day he's going to redeem everything from the natural evil. That's where God is in it. He's in the process of fixing it and And you should believe in that. yeah <laughs> that's that's the truth, right? <laughs> that's where we need to get to with people, but it's tough, man. and And especially if people have lost loved ones
1: oh, I- course, in situations yeah. like
0: this, you know, there's a time to do apologetics <clears throat> and 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 debate and help people see truth. and then there's just a time to shut up and say, "I am so sorry. This is awful." Yeah, um, I don't like what you're going through. I'm sorry that that your friend died or your family died. Uh, God doesn't like it either he's weeping with you as well, right? Mm. Um but I don't need to argue with them and, and and show them truth at that point. I need to show them love and yeah, e- and empathy, right? And so I think that that's a practical, you know, character apologetic where we we need to love people and not always be looking to um, beat them over the head with truth, but to love them enough to to empathize and to weep with them and to love them right where they're at. But yeah. we got to be prepared also to know the answers to these things when people ask, uh, and they're not in a huge emotional state.
1: Yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's that's a great point. Uh, just always b- being reminded to be loving and gentle when it comes to these scenarios.
0: You got to, and and probably loving and gentle first, right? Like, of course, assess the situation. Sometimes people aren't wanting to hear a huge argument. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. They're just wanting to say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I'm here for you," right? Mm-hmm. And so it's important for us to be able to do and to see. So. Well, Tyler, it's fun talking about things with
1: you. Yeah, I was this like, has been uh, great.
0: yeah, I was like thinking through things, and Scripture is good, man. It just—it's amazing to me how the Christian worldview really does answer all of the questions of
1: life. Yeah, and honestly, even just going through this right now and uh, talking about it on the podcast right, right now, it's just—it's uh, also give, been giving me uh, thoughts of what it's going to be like the restored earth and oh. like the like how everything's going to be perfect, and Arizona won't be over a hundred degrees. Yep. Like, yep. Or maybe. Like just you know, just little things like that. It's just crazy thinking about the like the fact that that's going to happen. The earth yes. will be restored, and so will we along with it. Yep.
0: And and I hope and I, you know this isn't <laughs> this isn't you know straight out of scripture, but I'm pretty sure um, that that I'll be able to to go to places that I've been to. Oh yeah. In the unredeemed earth and see them for what they really are. Yeah, that, that's exciting to me. I'm going up to the Grand huge. Canyon next month, and the Grand Canyon <coughs> is beautiful. But what is it like in a redeemed earth? Yeah, oh, that's a great man, question. like that's going to be beautiful, right? What are the you know the trails I ride around here on my mountain bike going to look like, you know, uh, in the redeemed earth? Like, what is the desert? What is the beauty of it going to be? I, yeah, those types of things. Yeah, anticipating heaven and the hope that we have of what's to come. I love what the, the Apostle John says. He's like, he's explaining heaven, and then he goes, you know. No, no eyes seen, no ears heard. No, nobody knows what's coming. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't explain to you what is in store. Yeah, uh, and it's gonna crazy. be awesome. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like thinking about that. It's cool. Yeah,
1: it's just awesome.
0: It so. is. Well, thanks for being with us today on the podcast. We really appreciate you listening. Please keep sending in your coffee tips. Rate us on iTunes. That it helps us out a lot. And join us for the Deep Faith Conference uh, on October twentieth in Scottsdale. We would really love to see you there. Tyler, it's always fun. I like talking with you. I like hanging out with you. Maybe I think sometimes yeah. did I just create this podcast
1: so I could hang out with Tyler more? You know what? That's that's <laughs> totally fine. That's, that's a good great. goal, right? Yeah, it yeah is. it's not bad. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun, but it, it has been. But this podcast
0: is now over, so it is. And should go.
1: I was gonna say one more thing. Uh, go ahead and send us some questions too. If you uh, have anything that you want us to uh, yes. um, cover or go over in life, uh, like just things that you're going through, uh, mm-hmm. we'd love to um, go ahead and either. Personally, respond to you or talk about it on our show. Yeah, uh, we're just know that we're a resource that's here for you, and we want to uh, hear what you guys want us. To say
0: definitely, so, yeah. yeah. If you have questions, please email them in into us. We'd love to answer some of those. And and I do want to say there there are a lot of people who've emailed us, um, not not just coffee mug, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. coffee tips, but um, like you were sharing today, a, a guy who 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 texts you and said, "Hey, man, I just really appreciate the podcast. It's been helping me out a lot." I, I, yeah. I mean, we appreciate your encouragement as listeners, like we we really do, and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from that. So just thank you so much for that. That does yeah, encourage thank you. us. Thank very much it um it shows us kind of how God's at work and what he's doing with this entire thing so and that and that's our goal right mm-hmm. we want to equip Christians to be able to defend their faith uh, and to be confident in their faith that's the goal to be of able course. to defend the faith and be confident and so we we love hearing from you and and see that that's what God's using this podcast to do
1: yeah, it's so, it's really cool. It is. So. so Well, thank you
0: so much for being with us today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. We will be back next week. We drop our podcast on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. Yep. So you can get the next one coming out next week. We'll see you then.
1: All right. Thanks again. You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.